Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walzak, and I'm here with Puyo Raisi. You just heard the new, the exclusive theme song of the Washington Commanders. Puyo, what'd you think? I mean, that little snippet we played was pretty catchy. I'm not a, it's kind of a, a novelty sports song, right? Like, this is not a, let's be honest. It's not well, a it's song. no, it's no black and yellow by Wiz Khalifa for the, the, all the sports teams in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And also with the sale of the team that might happen, we might get another name change and the song becomes irrelevant anyway. So it might be a one year wonder who knows, but that would be amazing. that's, that's a story for another day. Now the big upset, was that the biggest upset? This that was week? the biggest upset of the weekend. That was the biggest upset of the weekend because the Washington commanders were four and five. The Eagles were undefeated. Divisional um, rival. It wasn't even, it wasn't even really close to be honest. It it Philly kind of looked like they scored. They had a defensive stop in the first um, possession. Um, and then they scored three plays later. And you're like, okay, I said, okay, this game's over. But then Washington came out and just dominated in the first half after that. And, and it was the, that, that was it. The Eagles had I, no answer. I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this. Did that expose anything about Philly? And I only ask that because do you remember in seasons past? I can't remember what their exact record was, but the Cardinals a couple seasons ago, they went something like 11 and 0 or something. They were on track for that. They lost and the, just the season went to shit. They didn't go anywhere. Right. Pittsburgh, I think maybe it was the same 11 and 0 or something. They never recovered. They still haven't recovered from that when they, you know, they were, they were undefeated. Does this, Philadelphia team kind of faced the same thing. Have they been exposed in any way or no? That was just, it was a bump in the road is nothing. They're coming back hot next week. I, I think this was that wanted it more. Like a lot of people are saying, Oh, like this is such a good win by the commanders. This is like a, a statement win by the commanders to turn around their season. I don't know if it was that. I think it was more along the lines of Philadelphia overlooking the, the commanders this like week they, they knew Monday night, they're coming in to play the commanders. I don't think that they, I don't think they took them seriously. Is one of the, like, you know how teams do that every once in a while? It's like, ah, oh, we got the next, but yeah, you play down to their level. Yeah, you play exactly. They play down to their level. I don't think that this is anything. I think this is a wake up call. And every team throughout the season, especially in the middle of the season, they start getting cozy, like, hey, we're undefeated. We're going to go undefeated. We're going to the playoffs. We're going to win this thing. This, I think, was one of those situations where Philadelphia played down to their level. I think it's a wake-up call, so it'll get them to the rest of the season. I don't think they lose um, another game like that. Now, season. you know how I love to throw out unsubstantiated conspiracy theories, right? <laughs> I got one for this. Okay. And you're going to like this one. You're going to like this one. <laughs> I rarely do. <laughs> They're good. They're, they got some comedic value sometimes. Uh, that's so, all they have. <laughs> so, 
they're unsubstantiated. I mean, it's based off nothing, nothing factual. That's for sure. The theory that they won that game so that they could drive up the value of a team that's being sold right now. And what does that do? Drive it up the value of that team now inherently drives up the value of other teams too, right? Because the sale price, usually it's like a housing market. Sale price in one condo building sets the price for the rest of the building. A sale price for a team in the NFL, the higher it goes, that's going to set a higher price for all the other teams that are currently valued above them. So that would actually be in the owner's interests as well to drive up the price of the team that is currently on the block to be sold. But the Broncos were just sold. So that's the going rate for an NFL team. And I don't like, so I don't know. But you're saying because the team has more wins currently, that's going to determine their value? No. So what were the Broncos? Broncos were a crap team when they were sold, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Yeah. So how do you, how do you get more for an asset? You drive up its value. How do you drive up its value? Give them a new shiny theme song. <laughs> get, get them to just beat stop the there. undefeated <laughs> just stop there that's all they didn't get a win they got a new shiny theme song is what they got i i don't think that song came out this week or anything i think it's been out for the season or maybe you know whatever but well it's it's within a year old i know that <laughs> yeah it's it wasn't last year's team the washington no. football club it definitely was not last year's team um okay so let's let's talk about a different game Clearly the game of the year so far. Um, now, the most insane thing about this game... You're talking about the Lions going 2-0? Is that that's the game of the year? Well, the last... Not 2-0, but they've won two, week, two in a week now. Two, Sorry. Two, that's, two yeah. wins got ahead of myself. In a row now, uh, which I do want to talk about. Um, but... No, let's talk about the Lions before we talk about this next game. The Bears looked actually really, really good. Um, Justin Fields looks like he's turned it around his career where it's kind of waning and they weren't really using him properly, but that was like, that was a game. Like that was a good game. You know, what also is interesting about the, like, say what you will about the, the Detroit Lions sucking and the Chicago Bears sucking, but every Detroit Lions game this year has been extremely exciting. Except for one. Except for one. But that was the Green Bay one. You can blame Green Bay for that. No, I was going to say the one that they got thumped. They didn't score. They got shut out. Oh, yeah. Which one was that? Was that the Pats? Yeah, it was the Pats. But um, they it's all they do is score a ton of points, and they can't stop anybody. So it's constantly just a barrage of points all weekend. Like, always bet the over if you're playing, if you're, like, watching the Lions game. Always bet the over. No, this barrage is where they can't stop anybody, and they just the game keeps going. Doesn't that remind you a little bit of CFL football? And don't you just hate CFL football? Well, that's because the rules are stupid. It has nothing to do with the teams or the players on there. It's because the rules are stupid. Um, but Justin Fields is amazing. If anyone hasn't seen him play, it's is unbelievable. Can I unbelievable. transition us with that? Yes, go. Justin Jefferson. Just, okay. Lead into that game. Okay, so now that's all you wanted to do is delay me to talk about Justin Fields because you knew I was going to mention him so that you could be the guy that. No, to be fair, I figured we're going to spend the next 16 minutes talking about this game. So I just thought you'd get your little Detroit Lions in, in before that. That's all. There's so much in this game I could go on about. Well, let's go 
with the start with Jefferson. Start with Jefferson. Now, wait, do you think his catch was better than Stephon Diggs' catch in that game? Yeah, I think so. That so the only his... reason is because the difficulty in having to reach back like that with one arm and rip it away from a defender, like your arm is torqued in an odd position. That's where your arm is kind of its weakest when it's behind you. Like you lose all the, um, I, I don't know what to call it. Like, you know, the, the leverage you get uh, at the shoulder there when it's behind you is it's at the weakest point in front of you is a lot easier. And he was able to rip it out of the, the defender's hand. That D back uh, defensive back should have had that. Okay. So this is you. Thank you for making that point for me because I think Stefan Diggs catch was more impressive for that exact reason. Jefferson did not catch that ball. The defender caught it, and Jefferson just ripped it away. Jefferson didn't catch the ball. He doesn't get credit for catching the ball. The defensive back caught the ball, and then Jefferson ripped it away before it got down to the ground. So Which it's not is really much a catch. harder to do, but, but it's also not a catch. If you watch, not a catch. It, it is a catch for this reason. It's only a catch by statistics. He did not catch the ball. He, he ripped did. away the ball from someone else. But watch his landing. He comes down hard in an awkward position and manages to maintain control. Because the other guy is holding on to it. He's not maintaining control. The other guy is holding on to it. He rips it away as they're coming down to the ground and takes control of it. So are you saying it's a tie goes to the runner type situation where just because he, so he ended up with side. it as he ended up with it as they both hit the ground. What I'm saying is without that defender, he doesn't catch that ball. Well, without the defender, he makes it to the end zone easy on top. No, he doesn't catch the ball. The defender caught the ball, and he ripped it away. The, the Diggs so, catch is better because it was a bullet pass from Allen. He went up and caught it by the nose of the ball and brought it down. It was a rocket. We'll, we'll never agree to this, but I do have a good point about this, and it's something we touch on a lot. In that game, how good or how bad was Cousins? Because he threw a lot of, I'd say, difficult balls for Jefferson. There's maybe like three receivers in the league that could have bailed him out of some of those jams now he knows he has jefferson that's why he makes those tough catches right he's gonna make them he is an elite receiver justin jefferson is probably the best receiver in the league as of today this week sure i'll give it to him as of this yes, week this, yes. this year yeah well i'd say the last few weeks but this year he is by far yeah. the best receiver in the league now is that Kirk cousins just being risky as hell just throwing bad passes no, it's not risky. He's taking great opportunities to throw the ball in open spots, and he's just missing those open spots because he's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but look at some of those big throws that happened just because Jefferson bailed him out of a jam, making tough tough catches. Going yeah, like over, but that's what I'm saying like, is he did thread it between two defenders, and Jefferson still getting it right. He was on he double did coverage. Not thread it between two defenders. He, he was in double it. coverage, though. No, he threw it right to the defender. The defender caught it. That's one Jefferson catch. That's one catch. I'm talking about all the catches through the game. He had a lot of big catches through that game. He did, yeah, yeah. And I was saying a lot of times he was on double coverage. Jefferson was. He's usually always double covered. Yeah. There you go. Now, is it a case of Kirk Cousins? making bad throws and Jefferson bailing out of a jam or are those smart throws to make? You always throw to a guy like Justin Jefferson, even if he's double teamed. Yeah. Same with when Megatron was with the lions, throw it up to Megatron. He's down there somewhere. The key phrase, throw it up. He's down there somewhere. And more often time than not, you got to trust your guy to come down with the ball. Yeah. Now, what I was going to get to eventually is here. 
does that bode well for their playoff chances? Because the Vikings, yeah, they I didn't think they were a real football team until this win. I thought this is the impressive thing about this game is that I was like, Buffalo's going to run away with this game because I don't believe the Minnesota Vikings are any good. They didn't have any impressive wins so far this year. Um, they beat the Dolphins, but Dolphins didn't have Tua, which was the big knock on them. So, and they almost didn't have to play Josh Allen with the Bills this week, but they did. And I think they needed to, to get kind of that um, recognition throughout the league as being a top tier team. Uh, this, so yeah, this, this game was huge for them. And I think it actually made them look more like contenders, especially because the bills were up by like three scores going into that, uh, in that third quarter. So yeah. that is a, that is a huge part about this game is the Vikings needed that signature win and they got it against the bills on Sunday. Yeah. Like that was a pretty unbelievable game. Nobody was predicting how far that was going to go in that last minute or so, but you're looking at it from Buffalo stance. They blew it against the Chiefs. Am I, uh, was it last season? Yeah. In the playoffs. Yes. They were they up did not with, what, 30 seconds, 30 seconds left. All they had to do was not let them score and they couldn't stop it. Score. Well, no one could stop them in that game. That game and that that game you're talking about, both yeah. offenses were every time they had the ball, they scored a touchdown. Yeah. Now, this time, again, they're in a pretty tight situation. That's like, you know, playoff. That's kind of the closest you're going to get to a playoff situation in the regular season to leading up to the playoffs here. That's your practice for it. And again, they blew it. Is this a team that just can't, won't handle it when it comes down to it? Something's going on. Well, first of all, let's talk about how this game ended. Because it was ridiculous. Yeah. So the Vikings were down four points and they had the ball on the four inch line and all they had to do was score with 50 seconds left and they, and they win the game essentially. Um, And then Kirk Cousins can't QB sneak into the end zone. He's not a QB sneaker. He's not a sneaky guy. He's a little bit slow. He's a little bit weaker. A little bit slow. He's very weak. He's very slow. He stinks. So anyways, they don't get in the end zone. Bills get the ball back. Now, the beautiful thing about when you get stuffed on the fourth on fourth down on the other team's one-inch line is that they have to have the ball on the one-inch line as well and get it out of there. And everybody in the world, so there's two, not everybody in the world, there's two believers in this, what, ha- what happened next. Buffalo either runs the ball out, sneaks it out to try to get two yards to keep moving forward because you can't take in, like you, you can't kneel down and run the clock out or you take the safety and punt the ball as far as possible. Yeah. I would think you'd punt it. How much? Time I would think it? you take the safety and punt the ball. There's probably 46 seconds left. I think there's less. No, there's, there's 40. I think there's 46 seconds left. There was 46. Okay. Or 41 seconds left for yeah. 46 seconds left when Buffalo had the ball. So they went for the QB sneak and they botched the handoff or the snap. Sorry. And Minnesota jumped on it, scored a touchdown. So would you would you sneak it or would you take you just said you would take the knee, take the safety, and kick it away, play defense? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. And that's what I was thinking they would your do. Your defense thought, already stopped them. Your defense exactly. already stopped them. Rely exactly. on your defense. Your defense was doing I, I'm not gonna say well, because they let in a lot of points, but sure, but they they stopped them at an important time. They were jacked up and like no one ain't nobody afraid of Kirk Cousins. 
Ain't nobody afraid of Kirk Cousins with 40 seconds left. But here's the flip side. They came back and got they, – they came back from that. Who did? Buffalo. They came back the other way. Well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Lost the field goal. But you didn't have to do that. You lost no. the game. That You didn't have to do that. But, yes, they no, came back with 40 seconds left, kicked a field goal, tied the game up, go to overtime. So, the, anyways, the Vikings got the field goal, and then Josh Allen comes back, gets the ball to be a hero. All they need to do is score a touchdown. I mean, you have Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You think they get it done. But no, he throws another pick in the red zone. That's his fourth pick in the red zone in the last two games, I think. Should the Bills be worried about that? So here's the thing I was thinking about. Josh Allen was said he might not play that game, right? A lot of yeah, people so he, he, was he was questionable. Yeah, he was questionable because he Dude, might – he's something wrong with his elbow. His Hear me out. UCL. That's two games in a row that they've lost, right? Yes. He was a little bit injured in the game before that too, right? I uh, think. No. Well, he no, was halfway he got through. He got in hurt game. in that game. He got injured in the game. Your, your team's doing pretty well right now. I think you rest him until he's good because what happens is you just get Hold on. risking injury. Whose team is doing well right now? Buffalo. They Prior to two. this game. Okay. so Because okay. we're talking about do you rest him? So it's prior to this game. Well, the thing is, here's the thing about that is his injury, though, is you don't just rest a guy like that for one day with that injury. That's like well, a that's like Tommy John surgery injury is what he needs. Like it's a serious injury. If you rest him, you might as well sit him for the rest of the season. Okay, so it's not a one week. Give him no. a week off. Like he can either play through it and you risk making it worse, or you sit him out and he he goes and gets checked for what a I was going to say is months. sometimes you see he's playing through injury and he's making bad decisions and they both start compounding. You start focusing on the injury and you start focusing on the bad decisions and they both start spiraling out of control and it gets worse and worse and worse where, you know, you, like most of the sports are psych- psychological, right? Now yeah. you're just focused on being hurt. How can I not be hurt? How do I make better plays? And it just, it's always at the front of your mind and you're always thinking about both those things and it just messes you up going forward. That's what they should be worried about as a team right now is not those two losses in a row. It should be a Josh Allen injury concern. But more importantly with this game, which not a lot of people know because of like it's an East Coast privilege thing, but if you were a fan or a fan of a West Coast team or you live in a region like the, the LA Rams Cardinals area, they... NFL Fox, because of the rules of broadcasting, turned the Bills-Vikings game off to play Rams-Cardinals. There's a 3-5 and five and a 3-6 and six team, and you're turning away from the game, of the, year. the game of the year to play that. Like that. That is a stupid thing to do. That is a stupid thing to do. And it happens in whatever those 4.25 p.m. start time games are if you live in those regions. They have to, and you're watching it on that, that certain network, they have to change it to those regions of those teams. Never I understood guess, it. I guess those people are prepared, though. Like, they understand the what they're getting into on the feed that they're watching. No. They should know if they're fans no. like, of their team. They know, like, our team's games interrupt these. But, so don't. I agree. It's silly. But I, I'd rather watch the end of a game and then join a game already in progress. That's what I mean. Is that's why even if you're a fan of those teams, you gotta go. Hold on, this is this. It's not just a like. 
It's not the Lions-Bears final, which was also exciting because those teams don't matter. This is the game of the year between two playoff contending But you don't know it's teams. the game of the year when you sign the broadcast deal, right? No. But you but, have to follow the rules that you, you've agreed to, right? Okay, well, the rules that you should agree to should say, hey, if we have a 7-1 and one team and a 6-2 and two team playing each other and they're in overtime, we get to finish that game. Yeah, but what if that seven and one team is seven and one because the ease of schedule? They're not a real contender. It gets it, it gets difficult. I get it. Like, what do you mean it gets difficult? It's very easy. Would you not have watched? Would you not have rather watch the Vikings Bills, or would you want to watch the Seahawks play the first opening drive of their game? No, I agree with you that I'd want to watch the more exciting game. Yeah, hundred percent. But these Bills are done beforehand. I'm assuming that they have to abide by. The rules. Yeah, well, everyone always has to abide by the rules. That's the shitty thing about rules. Yeah. Um. Okay, so terrible segue, but one of the games that I thought was boring that I was very excited to watch this week was the Colts Raiders because of head coach Jeff Saturday taking over his first ever coaching job ever, much to the chagrin of many announcers and former coaches. Um, and then he won. Now, what can you say? Well, I can tell you what you say. Does the Raiders owner have a former Raider somewhere broadcasting that he can pick up to take over coaching there? Because it's not working out there. You know, they've had an issue since uh, John Gruden was there, and they've never really recovered. Well, they did recover. The guy they had in the interim for John Gruden was winning football games. They did make the playoffs, you're right. And they Who fired that guy. Oh, they fired him. Now he's the defensive special teams, the special teams coach for the Chicago Bears. They got rid of him. And they went to a guy who now has won two games. How many games have they won? They got two wins. Two okay, wins great. Wins. You're below the Lions. Congratulations. They're not looking good. No, they look terrible. No. And nobody looks happy. And they, the Raiders said, we're not going to fire McDaniels. And the reason is because they have no money left. They're Bad broke. Decision. They're cash broke. They just built a new stadium. They just moved to a new city. They have to, they put all their money into McDaniels and this team. So they can't, they cannot afford to fire him. But can they afford to keep losing for three years? Okay. Anyways, I want to talk about Jeff Saturday and you brought me along these fucking Raiders talk. You brought up the Raiders. I didn't. Bring, I I wrote them off already. I'm done. I'm done with the Raiders for the season. This, all I said was the Raiders Colts game is all I wanted to watch, and I wanted to talk about Jeff Saturday. And you started talking about the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. You did that. I, I didn't know the coach's name. You did it. Oh my god, this is a bad show, guys. Everyone listening, this is a bad show. You were um, supposed to make it good by watching the games. What happened? I watched the games. <laughs> I watched the games. Would you watch them on your cell phone or something? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate that you sent me a photo of you watching the games on your little cell phone. And it was a message. Uh, it was us texting each other. <laughs> and then in the bottom right of your cell phone, like the, the little screen. tiny screen, you were the watching the game. Screen. So yeah. you're watching it basically on a thumbnail was how you watch your football games. And then you show up Wednesday nights and you talk. you try to talk about football. I had it for the big screen, the full size of the cell phone. I actually watched some games on the TV too this weekend. So I doubt that. Anyways, let's talk about Jeff Saturday. Do you think because he got a win this week that it makes him any more credible? 
No, because I think as we discussed, he's relying on everybody else in that locker room, everybody else on the uh, sidelines, all his assistant coaches, to kind of get him up to speed that week. I just don't know how you can be completely aware of every little detail of that team and the plays they run, the offenses, and who's doing what, the subtleties of every player, by joining earlier that week. Unless there's something we don't know that he's kind of – been closely watching this team from within inside the organization for well, a long time. Yeah, he's long always been a cult. He probably is watching. He probably is. Yeah. But here's the thing is like what so maybe he does know something that's just let the players play, let those coaches, offensive coaches do their thing, let the defensive coaches do their thing. All you have to do is make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Maybe that's what coaching but maybe that's what the head coaching job is all about. It's just making sure that everyone's on the same page. Whose decision was it to play Matt Ryan? His decision. He said Matt Ryan's the best quarterback on our team. Yeah. And he decided to play him. Now, does it also make any difference that they played the worst team in the league? It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Because this week, I think it's tough to give credit to that win when you are the better team automatically. Yeah. Well, honeymoon's over. They, They play the Eagles this week. But you know what else he did? You know what else he did that was something the old coach didn't do? Just feed the ball to Jonathan Taylor. And then won the game. How many Jonathan weeks? Taylor had a great a great day. How many weeks was he out for? Two. Just two weeks. Yeah, Taylor just missed two weeks. Okay. He wasn't hurt very long. They just no one they weren't using him properly anymore. No. So But the but, old coach, the old coach was there last year and he fed him the ball every chance he got. Like I, I, it's really weird to me. No, he why. didn't. Frank, no, he Frank, didn't. No, he did not. That is why they lost against the Jaguars. And that's why a lot of people were upset with the Indianapolis Colts is because they wouldn't just feed the ball to Jonathan Taylor every single time. In that one game. But I mean, through the rest no, of the season. No, through the rest of the season, it was a constant complaint in Indianapolis. Why are we not giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor? So how did he get so many yards? And Because he's amazing. That's what I mean. Give him the ball more. More. Kobe Bryant said it best to Kanye West. When Kanye said, but I've already made so many records and I've already won so many awards. What else do I want? More said, More records. More awards. But I'm already the best. Be better. That's what, like- that's what they need out of Jonathan Taylor. More yeah. awards. More yards. More touchdowns. So you think this is the start of something new over there? Or you well, think they they're need- playing Philadelphia this week, so no. Philadelphia has to come back and win this game. If the Colts win this game, that's unbelievably huge. But this could be, I mean, Eagles win this game, right? Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, anybody can win. I think anybody can beat anybody this year. And we've seen that now. I don't know if that's true. The Houston Texans can't beat anybody. They beat the Jaguars. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Who do you think is better? Who do you think is better, the Colts or the uh, Commanders? The, that's a good question. The Commanders are five and five now. Forget the records. Just who Colts do you think if they four, played each other? Who do you think is a better team? The Colts. So why couldn't they beat the uh, Eagles? Well, they'll find out this weekend. Yeah. We'll find out this weekend. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna read off some teams that have three wins or less. Tell me what the worst team is and what the best team is. Browns, 
Broncos, Rams, Raiders, Bears, Lions, Steelers, Saints, Jags, Texans, Panthers. Wow. I have so little faith in any of those teams. There's not one team on there that you have some, like could possibly turn it around. The Who's Rams left? for sure. The Rams for sure can turn around. Like they still have talent, but they lost Cooper Cup now for the season, right? Uh, he was there sort kinda... of for the season, like four to six weeks. So technically, yes, season. He'll probably be out for the rest of the season, yes, but not officially. No. So I mean, he was kind of their saving grace for the season, no. Well, I mean, yeah, the rest of the they've been. On, I, so. I don't, as we've discussed many times, I don't see Deshaun Watson making an impact. That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with actually the Lions or the uh, the Bears finish out of those teams the best. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually think, think the back half of the season, one of those two teams does the best. Yeah. I think the, I honestly think the Lions could turn it around a little bit. They won't make the playoffs or anything, but no. Like, they could win seven games. Yeah. They could win seven games and turn it around. I think so. Do you think the Packers turn it around now that they've got uh, their their wide receiver and Watson? What was his deal for the start of the season? He came in injured. He started um, the season he, injured. He was a rookie and he yeah. he came in, but he kept getting hurt. Yeah. And every time he wasn't hurt when when he did play, they fed him the ball, they fed him the ball, they fed him the ball. But he just kept getting hurt. He couldn't stay healthy. Um, and then this week, he put it all together and he was did. able to get it done. But what's stopping him from just continuing this streak of getting hurt, getting hurt, getting hurt? If he seems well, like there's nothing stopping anyone. The there's nothing stopping anyone from. Yeah, no. from to me, it's just it's too small of a of a window to start jumping on this bandwagon. Oh yeah, they they found their next Devonte Adams. They found the next guy for Rogers. It's a one-time thing. Yeah, it's rare that a guy scores, what was it, three? Three teams? Three touchdowns. Three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, it's, it's a start, it's right? It's, it's, it's a, a start. Class. Here's the other thing. is about Aaron when, our, when Aaron Rodgers finds a wide receiver that he likes, that he loves, he continues going back to that guy. He does. So this could be – I picked him up in my fantasy league. Yeah. And But I'm also desperate. I need somebody. Because Jerry Judy is – out for probably the rest of the season for the Broncos. Broncos are going to suck the rest of the season. They suck now. They suck now. Yeah, Russell, the worst, Russell Wilson thing did not work out, as everybody can see. And no. As a Broncos fan, when you see these Subway commercials of him just acting weird in Subway commercials, do you not just get furious? Yeah, I feel like this is what happened with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, too, is his for rookie year or his sophomore year, he started doing those um, progressive yes, home yeah. insurance things, which I think those fucking commercials were amazing, by the way. They were hilarious. They're on point. And it like, it, I don't know. I laughed every time. I haven't seen the Russell Wilson ones, but I also know that he, Russell Wilson's not well-liked around the league. No, it's crazy how much is coming out of Seattle. And I don't know if that's a little bit of a spite, just... Oh, it's or, definitely some spite. What is it? If it's all if it's all truth, or it's just people just you know kind of jumping on the bandwagon against him. But yeah, there's a lot of guys just not saying nice things about him. They no. can't reach him. He wasn't present in the locker room. You know, his uh, Super Bowl winning teammates, Marshawn Lynch, 
says, I'm not going to ever call him because I have to go through his agent yeah. just to call him. So if I don't have your number direct, why would I call sure. you? Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman well. talks shit about him all the time too. Like it just, and then who was the latest one? Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Lockett. And it was actually very telling what he said is when one person's not looking for all the credit, it's amazing what a team can accomplish. Yeah. And that's true. When it's you pass the credit to everybody, when you're a team game. It is a hundred percent. Every unless eleven the, men, the Colts feeding it to Jonathan Taylor or the Titans feeding no. it to Derek Henry all the time. Even that is a team I'm game. Sure. You need all. You need the blockers. Guys. I know. Yeah. You need to open up those gaps for them to hit. I get it, but it's but it's a telling sign when like Tyler Lockett, who seems like a super nice guy, and those there was three people on the podium when I think that was said, and it goes a long way when you just no one's looking for no one's looking to be the hero, no one's looking to be the goat or the yeah, the goat at the end of the day, the opposite of the goat. It's the when the bad goat, um, scapegoat is when is is what was happening in Seattle and they got rid of that and look what they're doing. I mean they lost in Tampa, but in Germany. In Germany. Yeah, they lost in Germany to Tampa, who they got a show. That was a good game. Now, Those fans stayed in that arena for 10 minutes after singing songs. Just a little segue about that game. Have you ever seen Tom Brady make a catch? Uh, no. So <laughs> I read an article about this. What do you have to say? No, I just, I've never seen him make the catch. Like this one was maybe the worst attempt I've seen because he, he just fell over before he even got under the ball. Yeah. And in that Super Bowl, I think, or the conference championship game, he wasn't able to make the catch either. But no. what I thought was funny is I read an article that his uh, former wife, his ex-wife, Giselle, one said, well, hey, my husband can't throw the ball and catch it too. And I think she just wanted to say he can't catch it. He can't catch it because he can't catch it. But it's less, it's more of a statement, a powerful statement when you say he can't throw it and catch it instead of just saying, no, he can't catch it. He can't catch well, it. Well, no, I think that's the, that, the, that statement was in defense of him. He can't be doing both. That's He's exactly what I'm saying is that yeah, God, you're just so bad at listening right now. Of course, that's what she was trying to do is defend him. But now that they're not together, maybe she actually did mean, no, he just can't catch it. Yeah, but everybody knew that. This goes without saying. I think the reason they run that play is to shut her up about it. Like, listen, he can't catch it. He can't. Uh, but he didn't right. catch it. She's right. He can't catch it. That's what I'm saying. She knew he can't catch it. That's why she said that. Everybody knew he can't catch him. it. It was never about too. defending him. It wasn't about defending him at all. She was trying to point out that he can't catch the ball. She's just doing it in a nice way. Well, she should have been defending him because maybe that's what they would have stayed married. I'm going to leave that one up to our female listeners. Are there any? I don't know if there's any listeners. I don't think our humor really... You know, it doesn't. Is do it well humor? Metal, it's just email. two guys yelling at each other who are confused about what the other one's talking about. There's no humor here. We're just confused. Let's we talk chuckle. about some of the football games coming up because this is getting off the rails quickly. We butchered this episode. This was supposed to be our. This was supposed to be the episode that turns around the season for us. Yeah. It didn't do What's that. Our record? What's our record? I feel like we're a three-win team right now. If that we're the Raiders, we're two. I'll give us two episodes that I laughed at. This is a this is a this is a bad win. This is a blowout loss. Yeah, this is the Eagles losing. We're the same as 
The Eagles lose. Okay, as usual, what's our game of the week? Well, let's not get into the game of the week yet. Let's start uh, with Thursday night's game, tomorrow night's game, the game that these listeners will be listening to on the day that it's released. It is the Packers-Titans. Here's the messed up thing about the Packers-Titans. Who do you think wins this game? I think I got to go with the Titans. Yeah, Packers are favored to win by three and a half. It's in Green Bay? In Green Bay. So it's going to be cold. It, Yeah, it's going to be cold. How well does how well does Henry run in the cold? Over people. Probably over people. He runs over people in the cold, eh? Mr. Snowplow. He's the biggest guy in the field. Wouldn't you just give him the ball every single time? I he's would. got no fat. He's got no body fat on him. He's probably freezing out there. He's no, nah, he's running over people. He's going to lead the Titans to victory in Green Bay. And that's actually funny. So, um, everyone else, we have new sponsors here at Running Down the Clock. It's Betstamp. If you can go uh, to wherever you get your apps, look at Betstamp um, because you can get different odds here based on who and what different betting vendors you are working with. The lowest odd is three points, uh, and it goes up to three and a half. So the score right now is at three and a half. Um, a lot of them, bet three, six, five, and such are down to three. I think the Titans win. I think the three points are going to the Packers because they're at home and they just won. I think it's an overestimate based on everybody. But what do I know? Bet stamp, I'll tell you more. Uh, we got the Eagles Colts, which we talked about. Eagles win that game, right? It's in Indy. I'm going with Jeff Saturday going 2-0 and in his career. No, you're not. You're joking. No, I'm jumping on the Colts bandwagon. And I've always hated the Colts. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, understand this. I probably need um, that stamp more than anybody because my team never wins. No team I ever support wins. I get it wrong every week. Well, that stamp's not going to help your team win. It's going to help no, you make a right I'll get the best odds on watching them lose. That's true. <laughs> Saints. <laughs> that's a great way. That's a great way to put it. Saints Rams in New Orleans. Saints stink. Rams stink. Saints are supposed to win by three and a half. Who you got? Who's the quarterback now? Andy Dalton still. And still. Matt Stafford will be back for the Rams. He didn't play last week, but Stafford will probably be back with the Rams. I got Rams. I'll take the Saints. Gross. Saints are um, due. Falcons, Bears. Everyone's high on the Bears right now. Um, Falcons. I'm high on the Falcons. Three and a half point favorites. Or sorry, I three think point. The Falcons favorites. are going to keep the heat on Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay will win the division in the end. Okay. But I think the Falcons are going to keep them tight. I agree with that statement. I agree with that. I mean, I think they make it a little hard for the Buccaneers, and I think they make it a little interesting that division. Yeah, I don't think the Bucs can just slip up like they have been for the first half of the season. I agree. And walk away with that division. So you think Falcons win this, even though everyone's on all in love with the Bears right now and, and Justin Fields? Yeah, because I think, you know, you have your, as, you, as you're coming up, you kind of have these highs, and they kind of dip a little bit, and you keep coming up, right? You hit obstacles, and Atlanta's at home, too. That's always a little bit of a, yeah. of a favorite. Well, the um, best team in the league, Washington Commanders, based on our theory from a few weeks ago, if you beat the best, you are the best, are playing the Houston Texans. And the Washington Commanders are not the best. They're not the best. They're the worst. Uh, Commanders are three-point favorites away. It's in Houston. I think Commanders win. 
I think the Commanders definitely win. Patriots Jets will be another good game. Uh, Patriots are favorites in New England by three points. I think the Jets win this game. Like I don't know why. I don't know why the Jets wouldn't be favorites to win this game. I think the only thing you can think of is this is the Patriots' chance to make their push for the playoffs. Right. Because they're still sitting at the bottom of that division, right? Yes, they are. And something we didn't touch on, somehow the Bills fall from grace. They're at the third spot in that division now. Yeah, it's Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Patriots. Yeah, it's a huge shift. And everyone's above 500. So Bills 6-3, Patriots 5-4. and four. Jets, Jets is in three, and they're still not favorites to win this game. What about the bottom of the barrel? Who are you taking with the Raiders, Broncos? I think they should just not play this game. Uh, I got Raiders. I got yeah. Raiders. Well, here's the okay. So this, like, what you got? You got Broncos or you got Raiders? It's in Denver. Two and a no, half. I, I gotta Raiders. take the Raiders. I, I gotta take the Raiders. Yeah, they, you love the Raiders. That's I don't see what the Broncos. I don't see what the Broncos have going for them right now. The Raiders still have some decent players. They just they can't, can't get it to it, work. Yeah, they can't get it together. They can't and get it together. Derek Carr's always streaky. Well, he lately he's been streaky now, for man. one year and terribly cold for three years. So I don't like Derek Carr. I don't within think those years he still had he has some games where he puts up great numbers. He was at one point an MVP candidate before he got injured. A couple of years ago, but yeah. he's not—he's not good. He's not a reliable guy for your entire season. But that's what you want. Uh hundred percent—that's what you want. And that's why the record reflects. I'm now, just saying. He, after he has some bad games, he'll come up with a good game, and people think, "Well, maybe Derek is our guy." Why do you think the Raiders have stuck with him for so long? He just does enough to give you this hope that maybe he's turning around, but then he never does. Never does. And then you notice five years have gone by, and what the fuck have we done with this team? Yeah, no kidding. The uh, this is an odd one for me. The Lions are in New York. They're playing the Giants. Giants are only three point favorites. Is that fair? Like the Giants are one of the better teams in the league. The Lions are one of the worst teams in the league. Why? Why are the odds so close here? Because the Lions are constantly losing by three points. That's you why think they keep the... it close because their offense is that good that they just keep it close. Yeah, they so basically have. their defense. They've had one blow up. They've had one blowout loss. Other than that, they lose by three points. That's it. Or they win. Yeah. I guess the that's interesting fair. game for me is because if what the weatherman says is true in Buffalo, this game could go any which way. If there's three to six feet of snow in Buffalo, as they're predicting, that Browns Bills game, anything could happen. Yeah, playing in three feet of snow, plus. I like watching snow games. Do you like watching? I know there's not a lot of passing, and it's kind of a lot of fumbles, and it's pretty sloppy. It, I like watching football in the snow. There is a novelty to it. Like if that was every week, I don't think I'd watch snowball every week. But you get them every. You don't even get one every year like that, right? So yeah, you usually get one or you get maybe three each year like that. Usually they're all in Buffalo, but not a blizzard like that. No, a, I hope it's a blizzard. I don't like. Is it supposed to be a blizzard? But the problem with the blizzard is you can't see anything. You can't oh, see. Oh, I know. I remember the camera. Eagles played the Lions once in a blizzard. You couldn't yeah. add, watching it on TV. You couldn't see anything. No, but there was that one memorable catch of Calvin Johnson finally made a big catch. It is face down the snow, and he comes up and just it's all crusted oh, around his uh, helmet. Yeah. And, you know, now this might be motion. interesting thing about the Browns Bills. This might be Jacoby Brissett's last 
game starting for the Browns. For sure. This could be it. This could be it for him. Uh, we have another night, uh, another good game. Vikings-Cowboys in Minnesota. And Dallas is favored to win by one point. Fair or not fair? I think that's another. It, the Vikings are eight and one. The Cowboys are six and three, and the Vikings are favored are not favorites to win this game. I've always had a theory about teams that aren't just the most dominant team league, and you know we're you're still saying that you have some doubts about the Vikings. When you win some of these huge games, that emotional high it kind of drains you for the next one. It's hard to kind of match that and be up for it the same way. Often you see these Cinderella stories come to an end because a team, they overcome such a big obstacle in like the, the, the semifinals, quarterfinal round, that even though they could win the finals, they, they had their win. And it's too hard. Like you watch the Rams now. The Rams can't come back from that Super Bowl win. There's True. something about sometimes you have your big victory on such an emotional high. You almost like your serotonin levels or something is depleted for the following week. You think and that- you know me. My my sports thing is nothing about the statistics and playing the score. I'm all about the emotions and the feelings on the sideline. That's how I tell you who's going to yeah, win. That's all the you talk about. in someone's eyes, right? <laughs> and I'm telling you that that game could have been too much of a high for Minnesota to get matched the next week and play their best. Yeah. So I could see why Dallas could win that, and uh, Dallas is going to be up for it. What happens Dallas this, last week with Green Bay? Yeah, this would be a huge this a huge thing for them. They're going to want this game badly. And there's a yeah. big swing. There's a whole one point swing on these uh, looking at the bet stamp app. Now um, you can get this game at minus one for the Cowboys, or you can get it at minus two for the Cowboys. So there's a whole one point swing here. A lot of them are at 1.5. It's also the worst bet in sports is that minus 1.5 or that minus one or two, especially in football. It's insane. It's time for our pick of the week presented by BetStamp. BetStamp is your one-stop shop for line shopping, bet tracking, and sports betting odds. You would never just go with your first price if you were shopping for flights. So why settle for the first odds you find when betting? BetStamp changes that. The streamlined and easy-to-use app allows you to find a wide spectrum of odds for any bet. Then it makes it easy to track your bets in one place. You can set alerts in the case the line changes and learn what bets your friends and even some celebrity bettors are making. Chiefs over the Chargers, it's also the highlight game of the week. They moved it. They time-shifted it from 1 p.m. to 5.20 p.m. Now, if you look at BetStamp, you can see that um, CoolBet has the Chiefs line at minus 278, um, whereas Bet365 has it at two, minus 245, and then Bet99 is down to minus 230. So um, if you look at BetStamp, you can find your different price odds here. And uh, if you want to join us on BetStamp and you haven't downloaded it already, go download it now wherever you get your apps. It's the BetStamp app for free. And please use the code ORDINARY when you set up your account so that you know, so that they know that we sent you. It's always, always, always get the best value for when you're betting. Um, and you can find that stuff at BetStamp, which will find out where you live and use those different betting websites to determine which odds are more in your favor. Now let's talk about this Chiefs Chargers game because that was a Chargers 49ers game was pretty good. The points weren't great, but this Chiefs Chargers game should be. I mean, this is one of the games we've been waiting for all year, right? Yeah, I gotta go with the Chiefs, but the Chargers are getting back into the form. They got their players back. 
The quarterback's still hurt, though, isn't he? He's going to be hurt all season, isn't he? Well, he's, he's just one of those guys that gets banged up a lot. I think more of their like their wide receivers are hurt, or more importantly, than the quarterback. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not good. It's not good. But, I mean, the Chiefs win this game because the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? Yeah. I I think when we, Josh Allen was our only other guy to be kind of the top pick quarterback. And after this week, it's hands down got to be Mahomes. Mahomes oh, yeah. is just the most consistently elite quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, he's the MVP of this league. He, Yeah, he is. He's... He's good. He's always good. He's always consistently good. By far. Great. He's by far the best player in the league and the MVP of this league. Yeah. Without a doubt. And when you have him, you got a shot. When you have him, you have a shot. You always have a shot. That's why the Chiefs keep winning games. Everybody on the field is a threat when Mahomes is throwing the ball to them. And I think that's the end of our episode here. Uh, we'll leave you guys off. Next week, we will be better, I promise. And I know I said that last week, but... We stink. And we will see you next week here on Running Down the Clock. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.